Happy Monday, everybody, and happy Memorial Day to everybody here in the United States of America. Hope you're having a great start to summer 2023. And thank you to all those folks who serve our country today and for all of those who gave the ultimate sacrifice so that we could have such a wonderful United States of America. Today, we have a different type show. We had a last-minute cancellation, so we try something different here on the Be Our Guest podcast. Why not? After almost 2,300 episodes, I'm flying solo, but what I did was open up the phone lines and we got some calls. Brandon called in from New Hampshire and we had a nice discussion about the Star Cruiser and why this experience didn't live up to expectations, but why it wasn't necessarily a failure. And we talk about ways this uh, great place could be repurposed. We talk Muppets, we talk about getting it more accessible for the common man and just a fun discussion there for about 10 minutes. We also get another call where we talk about cruises with Disney Cruise Line. And we talk about, you know, possible pricing and how it works when you book your Disney cruise. So we have that experience. We talk about best times of the year to book a Disneyland vacation. We talk about virtual queues over at Trader Sam's. Fourth of July fireworks viewing if you don't have an on-site reservation. And much more on today's podcast. I hope you enjoy a different kind of show here on a Monday. Don't forget our show always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You guys make this show possible, and I thank you so very much for that. If you'd like to be a Patreon supporter, we'd love to have you. Coming over, patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2,294 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman, from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you and happy Memorial Day here in the United States of America. And please do take some time today, and I hope you did over this past weekend, to pause for a few moments and Think about those folks who have given the ultimate sacrifice so that our country can be as great as it is. Those folks who have fought in the wars and conflicts over the past and uh, given the, the ultimate sacrifice so that we can have a wonderful way of life and live in a great country. And we pause and, and thank you for all that you know they have done for our country. And again, pray and, and think about all those folks who continue to serve. We appreciate each and everything that you do and for the sacrifices of the military families as well. We appreciate you so very much. Today, we're going to have a good show to keep your uh, your Memorial Day weekend rolling right along. I know a lot of folks are probably hitting the pools for the first time, maybe doing some grilling, getting those hot dogs and hamburgers on the grill. And if you're like me, hopefully, maybe playing a little wiffle ball in the backyard. That's an American tradition. Remember, you got to set up the lawn chair. That's your strike zone. That's how you got to play this. But either way... We hope you take the Be Our Guest podcast with you. So on a Memorial Day, on a holiday here in the United States, and if you're listening in, I don't know, Scotland, like Julie or uh, Melissa down in Australia, Sandra down in Australia, Masayo in Japan, you guys are like, whatever, it's just Monday or Tuesday. Bear with us. It's, it's the unofficial start to summer here in the States. 
we're going to have a little bit of a different show. We had a last minute cancellation. So what we're going to do today is I'm going to answer some listener questions and we're going to take some listener questions live over the phones at 407-413-9395. So again, that's 407-413-9395. So instead of just reading the questions, we're going to open up the phone lines. It's just me here today to answer those questions. So if you have a question, do give me a call as we're live here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And we'll, we'll talk through your question. We'll answer it. If you have a trip planning dilemma, a trip planning question, we'll talk about that. And in just a second, we'll have the, uh, so the phone lines are now open and we'll also have a chance to get in on the show with our video chat feature, which I have posted the link in our comments for all of our chats. And so if you see that, you just click on that. You'll be in the waiting room, and then when it's your turn, I'll add you to the call, and we'll have the question asked right there, and we'll answer it. So let's get to our first call of the day. It looks like we have one rolling in. I love this already. Hey, who's joining us? Hey, Mike. It's Swansea Searcher, or Brandon from New Hampshire. How Brandon. You, I knew I could count on you. How you doing? Happy Memorial Day. Not too. Yeah, you as well, buddy. Looking forward to a long weekend off and doing a lot of things on the smoker and doing some ribs and a brisket. Man, invite me up to New Hampshire, man. It sounds like you guys do it right up in the Northeast. Yeah, we have an outdoor kitchen, so I'm big into the smoke meats. We went back to Texas 15 years ago, came back after eating the best barbecue of my life, and there's nothing like it around here, so I had to learn how to do it. <laughs> sounds good. I, I'll probably just do uh, cheddar hot dogs or some bratwurst on the grill, but hey, not bad. <laughs> we'll do whatever no, we can. Nothing wrong with that, a cheeseburger, a hot dog, or even, the, even better yet, the old smash burger. Wait, wrong what, with that? I, you got that right. I mean, just uh, sit on the deck, enjoy the family, and have some good uh, good barbecue. No matter what it is, uh, it's, it's a day off, so we got to enjoy it. Absolutely, brother. So I have a quick question for you. This is based on listening to Jim Hill uh, with Len Testa on a show that they did last week. One of their customers or clients asked about, why not turn the Star Cruiser into, of all things, I'm a Muppets nerd, pigs in space? I know. I, I heard that too because I listened to those guys as well on the treadmill on uh, Monday morning, Schmerzday morning, I guess you could say. Schmerzday, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I never know what day of the week it is other than Schmerzday when I'm on the uh, the old but don't treadmill. Don't you think that would hit more people thematically wise versus something as as conservative or or inclusive as Star Wars? I mean, wouldn't that be a a broader base going back to the '70s for a lot of people? Okay, here's the thing. I, I don't disagree with you, but let, let me just ask you like more broadly with that question. Do you think the Muppet fandom is larger than the Star Wars fandom? Because I would think Star Wars would have a bigger fandom than, than Muppets in general. What, what do you think? I don't know. Maybe uh, I'm wrong. I would say if they did it thematically based on the first movies that we saw in the 70s from Star Wars, then yes. I would say that they're the generation that's willing to pay the money to go and see Luke Skywalker and Leia and all and Darth Vader and all them. Yes. But the generations after that, no, I would say that there are more people that have been inclusive with the Muppets over their last 45 years. I think that they have a better shot at it. I'm not saying the same price point, but I'm saying thematically wise, I think that would have been, I'm not saying that would have been the original option. I'm saying that's a, transition that they could have gone into with, with the space that's there let's put it that way 
I like where you're going with this. And and I did hear people jo- kind of joke about this initially right off the bat when, when the announcement was made on Twitter. Of course, people always have off-the-cuff comments. And I thought, you know, you couldn't do it the exact same way. I mean, Muppets are even harder to pull off than the characters, you know, with, with in the Star Wars fandom because, I mean, just because they're Muppets, right? I mean, just the... Well, you have like, to have puppeteers. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you. I mean, it's like if you've ever done Muppet Vision 3D, like Sweetums, they would all be like that big. That'd be wild. Like, I mean, you, you like you couldn't have a six foot Kermit walking around. That'd be wild. You know, like that'd be freaky. That would be the freakiest <laughs> meet and you could ever find in your life. Or really, I mean, it would take a lot more effort to pull that off than even Star Cruiser did. And I mean, think about it. Those actors had to spend the night. They had to have doubles. You know, there's a lot to that, but I've been thinking about that. I've been reflecting on this a lot as to why personally, because, you know, I can only reflect on like what I thought about it. One, it was expensive. I couldn't have, you know, I'd rather go on a regular cruise for that amount of money for like a week, you know, just on like the fantasy or the the dream. That's just me because I like I love seeing the ocean and I love Star Wars. I mean, I love the other you mentioned. I would rather see the, the original three movie characters. I'd rather see Han, Leia, Luke. You know, Lando, Chewy, that that would be my jam. But here's the other thing. I've thought about this too. When I've gone to experiences that are kind of similar to this, <laughs> and you've probably seen this at different things in life, especially at places like Walt Disney World, where you have a specific fandom. Like I've gone to say one time I went to like a meet and greet for this this uh podcaster that I that I liked. It, and this was like years and years ago. I mean, this was probably 20 years ago at a Comp USA. That's how long it was. He was passing through town. Do, this was Leo Laporte, who I, you know, I talk about a lot on Mike in the Midwest. I, I model what we do on our podcast network after what he does with his network. And this was before he even really started all that. He was on cable TV at the time. And the thing is, with with experiences like this, you're paying all this money to have all these like one-on-one and these real highly personal interactions but if you're even in a group of like five or six within a pack, it seems like there's always going to be somebody in that group that is the most aggressively, you know, like person, the most aggressive person within the, the group that's going to want to get that attention from the character. You know, and that, that's not me. Like, I want to have the experience, but I'm not going to be the one that's like right on top of the actor, or actress or the character. I, I want it to come to me, but if I'm paying five or six thousand dollars, I don't want to miss out on the experience. But I'm always worried that somebody's going to be more aggressively seeking the experience than I am, and so then maybe I'm not getting the full experience because somebody's going after it a little bit more than I am going after it. And maybe I'm wrong in that. Maybe they, maybe the actors are aware of that. But I just wonder if you know, because it's kind of like when you're at uh, Walt Disney World, there's like you know some aggressive vlogger. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to have a great experience, but they're, they, some of these people have no problems jumping right in front of you and don't care if you have, you know, a good view or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? I've always worried about it. I wonder if that's a thing on the Star Cruiser. Well, and that's a, that's a great question. And as well as like Lentesta, he went full on full LARPing to do this experience. I am not that person that can put myself out there and make up a storyline and, I'd rather see a show. I'd rather be part of the experience. I'd rather see these characters. I don't think for that five to $6,000 price range, I would feel comfortable in my own skin. That's just the way I, I'm an introvert. I am not going to be that person that's going to make up a backstory like Len did, and I'm not going to be in a character. I want to experience it, but if you don't, for that amount of money, you're not getting the fullest right, thing out right. of it. I mean, that's Len it. went that's all it. through 
Galaxy's Edge and had to do all these tasks just to get to that end product with Yoda. To me, I I don't want to go at it that hard if I'm spending that kind of money. I, I feel like I'd be losing something in the experience. Yeah, it's the same thing. You know, I feel like the whole thing is, you know, it's such a quick experience for such a premium price that you really can't afford to say, I'm going to sit back and kind of let it come to me. Because if you let, if you sit back and let it come to you for three or four hours, by the time you price out the experience, like price per hour, <laughs> you know, you've, you, you could have, you know, possibly lost hundreds of dollars in the experience. If you think, and you can't think exactly. about things in that, in that terms, but you can. And like you said, I, and I love Len because that's his personality. And like, I've loved experiencing it through him, you know, like Hank lonely and the whole story. Like I, that, that stuff is hilarious. Like the pictures of, you oh, know, his fantastic. head, I his, mean, his whole back story <laughs> behind that was absolutely amazing. Every person who talked to him, he kept in character, which is fantastic. But to me, I'm looking at this as, okay, if this is a 50 hour experience, this is a hundred bucks an hour. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, that's me, you know what I'm saying? And you're sleeping for some of that. <laughs> I mean, you have Exactly. To. So, yeah, I mean, I can understand wanting to get the most out of it. And I love Len's character and, and his personality. And I wish I had that extrovert personality. But if, for, if I'm going to spend the five grand with my own personality and maybe yourself as well, I just want to be entertained for two days. I want to see something happen over two days and not have to necessarily be part of it but it's got to be epic. Like you said, like a cruise where you've got two or three days on a cruise or a seven day cruise for the same price. There's so much opportunity to do other things. It, you, you would just have to be such a diehard fan to get into this for a two day experience. What I would like to see happen, you know, the more I've thought about this is that it becomes, and we had, you know, we've had a few shows about this since this has happened now, and a lot of people call them with great ideas. Our listeners are so smart about these kind of things. Is that now it becomes hopefully, and with this tax write-off thing, I mean, I think if they do that, it does have to sit. Kind of, you know, if you're taking the tax write-off, you can't start using it again because then it's like you're double dipping. And and I don't know, I'm not that smart with tax. I, I know nothing about taxes. <laughs> My sister-in-law is a corporate tax person, so I should ask her, but. She's going, she's actually going to Disneyland this weekend. So she's off. <laughs> so I'm not going to ask her, but, um, yep. here, here's the thing though. Like, I, I hope that it turns into something smaller, but with more mass, um, accessibility for just fans that want to get in there and see it. You know what I'm saying? Like the common Joe, like make it where you could go in and I don't know what you do with all those hotel rooms, but there's not that many hotel rooms. I mean, a hundred hotel rooms is a lot, but it's not like pop century with like 2000 hotel rooms. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like, well, and they're not really, they're not real hotel. Yeah, rooms they're either. small little pods. Windows, you don't have a pool. You don't have, you know what I mean? You don't have access. I think they should just make it an extension of galaxy's edge. Yeah. Cause and the thing is like, I went to a media event in galaxy's edge a few years back and there's a little secret exit <laughs> right by, um, the Millennium Falcon right by Smuggler's Run that we went out. Like, I didn't even know it was there. Like, there's like a secret door. I mean, it's hidden there, like right in the, like the wall. You can't see it. Like they pushed a button. It was like in Star Wars movie. I'm not kidding. They pushed a button, like the wall moved. And I was like, I didn't know there was a door there. And then the, right on the other side, there was a tour bus, you know, to take us back to our hotel. Like we were backstage. I was like, holy God, I didn't know that was there. So what they could do right there is, you know, that cargo van thing or whatever, take you right over to the hotel. 
But, you know, they could do dinner and a cocktail, you know, and you could go to the bar, you could go play Sabak or whatever that game is, or go to a dinner, you know, and just tour the place for four or five hours. You know, a second, somebody mentioned a second place to build a lightsaber. I mean, money, money, money. And instead of it being five grand, you know, maybe the common man spends, you know, seven fifty for a five hour experience. It becomes like a, like a really nice Star Wars tour. I go Absolutely. for that. Make it a dinner and a show or an experience or a build a droid, build a lightsaber experience, make that an extension, let people go do it for a few hours or whatever. But I think what you just said with the tax thing, I think either that it's going to have to sit dormant for what it looks like a minimum of 18 months, or they're going to tear it down, which is going to be an absolute crying shame knowing what they spent on the property to do it versus what they made money on during the whatever it is total when they're done what about an 18 month ex- month experience yeah i mean and just like diane says i mean it, she, she's right i mean make it like a hoop de doo in space you know what i'm saying it's like dinner in a show right. and you know you throw on the lightsaber for like an you know a premium upgrade <laughs> and then you have all your merch you know people are there you know and i mean it's it's just like when i'm on the cruise ships right i'm a captive audience like well you know i'm not really a merch guy but when i'm on the cruise ships i'm like well i'm here you know, I need that hoodie you know, and it. I need that captain's hat. I don't need a captain's hat. I live in Missouri. When do I wear a captain? Well, I need it now. You know, I'm on the ship. People would buy that stuff I, like I walk crazy. I Momento Mori's and I have to buy something every time I walk in there because I'm a Haunted Mansion guy. So it's, I don't need this stupid <laughs> mat that sits under my dog's water and food bowl that says, feed me foolish mortals, but I still buy it. <laughs> exactly. It's like. When am I going to be back in space? I got to have this, I don't know, Jedi robe. Like, you don't need a Jedi robe. You are not a Jedi. Yes, I am. (laughs) It's going to hang in your closet for years to come. You're going to say, I bought that because I needed it at the time. And then down the road, you're like, why the heck did I buy this? No, I agree. But yeah, it would be a crying shame if it does get knocked down. I, I don't understand how all the laws and logistics of tax law and all the, you know, taking something for a tax loss. I don't know how that stuff works, but I just know that in practicality, they built something cool and they put themselves out there and I give them so much credit for that. This is a really themed experience. This is really, really cool. It just, it didn't hit it for me, but it hit it for the people that went, loved it. I know a lot of people loved it. The characters, people that did it, did a good job. I don't think it was a failure. I think it was just, it was just, it was a learning experience. Yeah, one of my customers is a huge diehard uh, Disney fan and also a Star Wars fan. And him and his wife and his kids went down. They did it. They did it once. And the same thing. They said that they had a blast. It was an unforgettable experience. But at the same time, Brian says, I when I asked him, he goes, no, I wouldn't do it again unless they changed up the routine. You know, you'd have to put right. in a different sequence. I don't want to do the same thing over and over again, not for that price range. Whereas you can walk into Galaxy's Edge and having a different experience every time you visit the parks. I know those aren't apples and apples. They're more so apples and oranges. But still, this is a Star Wars nerd. I mean, you could ask this guy anything about Star Wars. And he goes, no, it it was a one-and-done experience. So now you've done that for 12 months. And I think Disney realized the same thing, that the repeatability wasn't there. there. There's no chance you could possibly get people to keep coming back over and over again versus me coming back to Disney twice a year and you being in Disney and you're doing your run events and anybody else coming down for whatever reason, we're going to keep going back because every time you're there, it's a different experience. 
Right. The, the closest you just brought up the last thing here, you know, that I was thinking of is that, you know, I spent a couple of summers teaching down at Space Camp USA in Huntsville, Alabama, and I taught teachers every week coming through for professional development. So we only did it over the summer because teachers could come down over the summer for a week and they would get college credit is for professional development. We taught them how to integrate space science into their curriculum. And <laughs> the thing is, even at space camp, they had different courses like you could do. So you did space camp for educators and there was advanced space camp for educators. So you could come down and do the first one. But if you wanted to come back, you got a whole different shuttle mission, simulated shuttle mission in advanced camp and advanced camp. You did a scuba dive like your, your EVA on this advanced mission was in the scuba tank. I mean, it wasn't just like on the on the floor of the center. No, no. In advanced camp, you actually were 35 feet below the surface of the water when you were building the thing. I mean, that's what it was, right? You got to go and have a similar but more challenging and a different experience because you knew you liked it, but everything was a little bit different and it was a lot more fun and everybody came back and raved. So that, you know, that's one of the things they didn't get a chance. I don't think, I don't think they had enough time to really get to, you know, plan B yet, but that would, they would have had to have done that. I think eventually. Absolutely. Change the storyline over and over again. I think the character, like you said, the first three movies that we know of versus three versus six, they would have had to have changed that that whole plot and what the missions were and stuff like that. They didn't have enough time to develop that. But I tell you that I will give Disney credit. They swung for the fences. 100%. They got a double. And I think that's the best we can possibly say out of the whole situation. No, it, it do it again. You know what I'm saying? Like take the big rip again. Don't absolutely that's the, don't, don't give up on it. Don't get conservative. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you know, take it, learn from it. And, uh, you know, don't, don't go back in a hole, you know, cause I, I appreciate it. I All appreciate right, Michael, that. I took too much of your time. No, I, anytime, Brandon. I, I, I love, it. I always love hearing from you. And you guys have a uh, safe and a, and a great holiday weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Brother. All right. Take care, brother. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye. All right. 407-413-9395. 407-413-9395. Or you can jump in the video chat, which I have just posted the link again in the comments for the chat yeah, we have alfred on the line alfred hey thanks for joining us what's going on yeah. hey mike how are you i'm doing great how you been uh still healing from my surgery i'm glad you're on the mend that's a better way to be yeah yep exactly so um now i don't feel bad with my two simple questions okay they're quality but simple that's good let's go First for it one is <laughs> what is the average cost for a balcony view on a cruise? It depends. Like there's all, I mean, depend. that could be anything. It depends what time of year, depends where it's going, depends what ship. Okay. What if it was the wish? Um, I don't know. Off season. So the wish that is, the okay. Yeah. So the wish is sailing three and four night Bahamian cruises. Um, off season okay, would be so four night. Yep. Like a four night. So I'm guessing. So off season would be like September. Um, you could probably do a single would probably be about $3,000. Just ballparking okay. it oh, ball in that, in that, yeah. In that range is probably where a veranda would start. And that's with a balcony, right? Yes. That'd be with a, yeah, that'd be with a yeah. veranda. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And then how far in advance do you need to book that? Well, the further because, in advance. like, with their podcast crews, I lost out. Yeah. Well, the, I didn't know it would sell out. Like, it, Well, the problem with the podcast crews, it was over holiday weekend. So that thing went kind of quick because it's 4th of July. And it's summer. And that's that's uh, a super high peak time to sail because everybody's out of school. Yeah. Um, the sooner right. you book, the cheaper the price is going to be because as soon as... It's it's supply and demand. So as the ship fills, the prices go up on all the staterooms within the within the ship itself. So uh, you want to yeah. book as soon as you can because you get okay. the lowest price. You're locked in at that point. So the okay. yeah, the price is always cheapest. So the further out also gives you more time to pay it. Yeah, I mean, there's a the whole bunch of reasons. There's a, yeah, there's a whole bunch of reasons to book a cruise early. One, you're going to get the lowest price when you book early. Two, you're going to have the best availability of staterooms because remember. Some people, it, it, I, I've sailed a bunch of times, so it really doesn't matter for me, but a lot of people like specific like decks or, you know, they want to be on the starboard side or the port side. Like if you're going to Castaway Key, uh-huh. you probably want to be on the starboard side because when the ships are docked, it's at Castaway Key. If you're on the starboard side, your, your veranda looks out over Castaway Key rather than looking out on the other side. Ooh, okay. So that's something to think about. Um, and also okay. there's a third thing. Um, there's like a few things, but the, the, your cost is going to be, you know, the lowest if you book early. Yeah. Okay. And then you can do payments, correct? Correct. Yeah. So you just pay the deposit's yeah. going to be 20% and then you can just pay over time. Yep. A lot of my guests have been doing that. Yeah. So 20% deposit and then monthly after that, right? Yep. Or yeah, monthly, bi-monthly. Some people do just depends. Some people do quarterly. Just <laughs> a lot of people just email me. Hey, Mike. So really, you can set up, you could set up your payment plan. Yeah, people just email me and say you don't yeah. want to pay this much, and I just call it in, and that's how we take care of it. Yeah, that sounds good. I didn't realize how easy it would really be. It's yeah, cruising. Cruising is easy peasy. I get to check in for my yeah. cruise tomorrow night. I can't wait. God, I can't wait to be back on the, a cruise ship. Oh, so right. much easier than Walt Disney I've World. I've never been on a cruise. Oh man, it's like. It, it's all the good parts of, of a Walt Disney World. It, it, it's great. It's like, here's what I tell people about it, especially a Disney cruise. It's like staying at yeah. a deluxe hotel at Walt Disney World. Mm. It's like eating at signature restaurants and seeing. And getting fat. Mm-hmm. But don't say that. That's why I go on the treadmill every morning. Or, well, see, yeah. on the Wish, I, I usually run on the track, but the Wish apparently, and I haven't been on the Wish yet. So, but apparently the track doesn't go all the way around on the Wish. So I'm going to be on the treadmill. Which is fine because that's what I do here at the house. Um, and yeah. also amazing entertainment. And uh-huh. beyond that, you just get you get to be out in the ocean. Like for me, I never, ever, ever get to see the ocean. I'm in Missouri. The only water I get to yeah. see is the dirty water in the Missouri River, which I love the Missouri River because I live right next to it. But it's brown. It's not yeah. pretty. Yeah. When I see the ocean, it takes my breath away. It's gorgeous. I can't wait. Yeah. And- and I get to see the dirty water off of New Jersey. <laughs> I've heard wow. about it. I've never seen it. I've never been up that way, but I've always oh, heard yeah. that. <laughs> Sounds just as bad as yours. <laughs> you always hear about that like in movies and TV shows, but I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I still go to the beach. Yeah, that's what I, I hear. I yeah. like to read my book, to listen yeah. to music, you know, yeah. but never in the water. Well, I mean, we we don't go down to the Missouri River to do much. I mean, it just we just drive yeah. across it on a bridge. <laughs> that's about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Oh my goodness! Um, I want to add a comment to the Star. Yeah, go ahead. Star Wars. 
I think them shutting it down was a huge mistake. Or will be shutting it down. I feel that they should have revised it right away. Okay. And said, okay, we're closing September 28th, but we'll be reopening with a new adventure come January 1st. Whatever. You know, they can make up a timeline. And I would have done what I would have done was keep the idea of the entertainment model, but cut the price for the two days. Cut it like down to fifteen hundred dollars total. Yeah, see, I don't think they were but willing then you to buy cut the your price. own food, you buy your own alcohol or drinks, whatever. So it becomes seven fifty per night which people will find a little easier to swallow, you know, to say, and people would, would come back. I I think think that was the mistake. I I mean, that's, that's definitely something to think about. I think they wanted to make it like a cruise experience. That's why it was called the galactic star cruiser. And that is one of the great things about being on a cruise is how all inclusive it is. Everything's included. That is, I seriously, I mean, because they can't charge five grand. No, well, no one's going to do it. Right. But I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, they found that out, but it is a very, it, it has to be a very expensive proposition to run though, because think about it. Those actors, and you know the people who play those oh, yeah. roles and there's a lot of them in that experience yeah. think about it they have to be there they have to sleep there you know what i'm saying because it's a 24 uh-huh. 7 experience and from what i've been told yeah. they have doubles you know what i'm saying they have not every probably role but you know i'm sure like there's people that play like two or three roles like just in case mm-hmm. you know like understudies yeah. so Understudy. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, it's almost like a like a show, right? The people have to be like backups, mm-hmm. and I mean, it, 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 and the right. food well, is, the is food's all weird. I mean, the food's you know the shrimp's blue, and I mean, I don't know if it's any more expensive to make shrimp blue. I have no idea, but it, you know you can't go buy that down at Publix. I I, I don't know. Right. <laughs> but you're right; it's right. too expensive. Well, that was problem. If it's really not feasible for them, then what I would do, and I've heard this before from others, I think in the podcast a, a dining venue yeah do a character dining yeah that, that, that would Same be cool idea. yeah with yeah dining because you could also you could also have a bar there and you could have a shop mm-hmm. you could have a you know build your yeah. lightsaber in a merchandise store on your way out have them shop yeah yeah totally no i get it but, and then yeah. it'd be more accessible for the common man just to go over there and check it out you exactly. know and you could also still make bank because i mean you could ch- that could be your most expensive character meal ever. And it could be like Oga's Cantina on steroids. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it, you could right. have a cover Make charge. $100 a person. Like, yeah, it could have a $50 cover charge and I the drinks could be twice you, as much. Yeah, yeah I, I guarantee you that they will pay for a character meal at $100 a person. Yeah, I'm telling you. They're paying yeah. it at Space 220 and all they're getting is an elevator. Yeah, I know. No, you, you know? got good ideas. So... Uh, Make it a Star Wars character meal. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Sometimes I think Disney misses out on things. Well, they have reasons, but they also have reasons that we don't think about because they're looking at it from a purely business perspective. They're looking at it from shareholder, you know, perspective financials. And like, Brand should look at it according to the guest. I mean, that because we're guests. Uh, I wish. I mean, that 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 would be my yeah. That'd be my 
with that wish too. Yeah. But they have to look at it from because, both sides. Yeah, look at their stock. <laughs> they're not they're doing something wrong. So maybe they need to change things up. Yeah. Add I, to the guests, get ideas, do surveys, asking what would they like this building to be. We'll see. But maybe it, that would change things. Like Brandon says here in the chat, and this is true. The reason it's closing on September 28th is because financial year ends at the end of September. October 1st is the new uh, fis sorry, fiscal year. Right. So they, they want to write the sucker off and be done with it before the new fiscal year starts. Exactly. So that's, that's what it yeah. is. It's all financial. That's what it is. But I'm sure they can reopen it as something else. We'll see. I hope. But it's got, they don't we'll have, have to, to sit. keep it in a hotel. They can open it as a as a restaurant it's a funky little building <laughs> it's weird looking so yeah, yeah i mean it's yeah, it really ain't gonna be a hotel now, how yeah. much is it how much is that for one person what do you mean how much is what the star cruiser how much does it cost to go there yeah i want to say it was like five or five or six grand for the two night three day experience per person i think it was per couple per person I think it was a couple. I never, I didn't, personally, I didn't book it. Okay. I gave it to other agents. It was a lot of work to book. Yeah. I passed that on to Ben, my yeah. uh, colleague. You did? <laughs> yeah, I never, I never, I personally did not, I did not book Star Cruiser myself. Yeah, I did not book it. Yeah, for double. I, I'm not even sure. Okay. I didn't book it. I just, so, I was too busy booking everybody else with regular trips because it, <laughs> it took a lot of time. Right. I would give so that to the other agents. A single, it would be 2500 I'm but not. I don't I'm know what it was because I didn't book it. Book I it I don't know. Single. I'm not sure if it was yeah. what it was because I didn't book it. All right. All right. Well, hey, okay. I got to run because I got a couple of questions in the chat. I want to get yep. to. We're gonna get rolling. But have a good Memorial Day weekend Excellent. and you keep healing. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you. You too. All right. See you. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Bye. All right, Alfred up in New York. And if you want to call 407-413-9395-407. 413-9395. Diane's got a great uh, comment in the chat. They should alternate between Star Wars and Marvel dining experiences. So you'd have Darth Vader and then what? You'd have Iron Man come in and then they could battle and you'd have the collision of the, what are those universes? Did they call them <laughs> cinematic universes? I don't know. That'd be cool though. That'd be sweet. Uh, Kathy in the live chat says, question, thinking of visiting Disneyland in 2024. We're thinking about either February or April school vacation week. Leaning towards April because we're afraid the weather might still be too cold in February. Thoughts? And do you think crowd levels are impacted during vacation weeks as much as in Walt Disney World? So here's the thing. I think that at Disneyland, yes, the locals come out way more than at Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World's more of like a constant. Um, at Disneyland, I noticed, especially like when the weekend hit when I was out there, both times I've been out there. Like Friday at three o'clock, like the crowds descend on the parks. It is wild. During the week, it was it was totally manageable. Both times I was out there. But man, as soon as Friday afternoon hit, all the locals came out. I mean, I guess they were getting dinner and they were getting ready to ride some rides and see some shows and have fun at Disneyland, which is how it should be. I mean, heck, if I lived in Southern California, that's where I'd be on the weekends. I mean, no doubt about it. Um, February or April. I think the weather would be pretty similar. I, mean, I was out there in March this past year, and the weather was 
pretty nice. It was actually it was actually gorgeous. I was there at the, the last week of March and the weather was beautiful. Um, so February maybe a little chilly, but it, it warms up in the afternoons. April probably obviously April is gonna give you the warmer of the two. But um, I think either way, you're going to be fine. But yeah, probably April will give you the better weather is what I would say. All right. We have a question here in the inbox. I was trying to get to earlier, but uh, didn't get to it. So again, if you want to give us a call, 407-413-9395. And I'll put the uh, video chat link one more time here in the comments. If you want to join via video, we can try that one more time. If not, no worries. Here's a question from Natalie. She says, my son and I are traveling to Orlando for his national volleyball tournament in late June, early July, and I'll be staying off property near the Orange County Convention Center. Is that going to stop me from being near the Magic Kingdom to see an epic fireworks show on July 3rd? No, no, it is not. We won't have tickets to enter the parks on July 3rd, but we're hoping to watch the show from outside the Magic Kingdom. What recommendation do you have for fireworks viewing outside of the park? We probably can't swing the California grill due to the cost. So I would love some more affordable options to consider. Thanks so much at a big Texas. Hello to Pam, Ricky and Scott, Natalie. Well, howdy down in Texas. And by the way, shout out to two big listeners down in Texas coming up in just a second. So what I would do, the trick is <laughs> you got to get to the seven seas lagoon somehow or wilderness lodge. So I would try to make an ADR. Any way you can for a place like here's where you're looking for. You're looking to make an ADR for a place like Whispering Canyon Cafe for dinner. Grand Floridian Cafe is one you might still be able to get for July 3rd. Um, yeah, look at Geyser Point. Diane is right with me. Diane and I are like we're, we're on the same wavelength tonight. I mean, Diane should be sitting next to me here in the studio. We are so on the same wavelength. We have been for the last 40 minutes of this podcast. As I say something, she puts it in the chat. It's amazing. It's like we're sharing one brain tonight, Diane. Thank you. Um, yeah, you. I would say places like Ohana, that's going to be booked up at this point. Uh, maybe a Steakhouse 71. The thing is, everybody in the world is going to try to get into that loop for the 4th of July fireworks, and even on July 3rd, because they're all the same fireworks on July 3rd at the Magic Kingdom. This is not an unknown trick at this point. Back in 1997, not a whole lot of people knew about doing this. 2023, everybody and their brother is going to try to get in there. So <laughs> you're going to have to be a little creative. So look at Steakhouse 71. Look at Geyser Point. Look at uh, Wilderness Lodge. Look at Grand uh, Californian Cafe or Grand Floridian Cafe. I can't even think right now. You're going to have to think outside the box at one of those hotels so that you can get in there and get an ADR to get your car in there. And then once you get your car in there and, it, and also you're going to have dinner there. You, I mean, those are great places to eat. <laughs> Come on now. I would eat with you, except I'll be on the wish that night. Um, but what you're going to want to do, though, is hopefully if you have, you probably won't have much of a choice for the time to get your dinner. But then once you're in, you can either watch it from the Grand Floridian Beach. That's a great place to watch fireworks. Polynesian Beach, if you get something over there, like at Kona. Um, but if you're at Wilderness Lodge, you could take a boat launch over to any of those other places, get over to the Polynesian or the Grand Floridian, just use the boats and make yourself around, you know, get on the monorail loop or whatever and make your way around to get a good spot too. Do you, oh, and Scott says, you know, you could do lunch or breakfast. It depends. I don't know how the volleyball tournament's going to go though. Like you probably have games, but yeah, just, you just, you got to get in there somehow in those guards. <laughs> 
It's going to be like getting through the Berlin Wall that day. So you got to have a confirmed ADR. You are not talking your way in because you're going to like, I'm going to do some shopping. They're like, no, you're not. You're getting, you're turning your car around is what you're doing. So I'm just saying, but that's a great idea and it's going to be worth it, but I would secure an ADR. So, and uh, Brandon also says here, let's hit this, says, if you want to see the fireworks, do the ADR, get to the resort, ignore the dining reservation. Nah, see, you could do that and pay the 10 buck penalty, but by not showing up, but I wouldn't do that because the thing is like, if you get the ADR in July, go and have the meal, especially because, because I mean, the thing is, if you get the, the ADR for one of these places, think if you get one of these ADRs on the monorail loop, you're going to have a good one. You're talking either Geyser Point, Grand Floridian Cafe, Kona, because you're not getting Ohana at this point, like I said. Um, uh, Whispering, I mean, come on now. These are all good places to eat, and they're great ADRs. Don't skip it. Oh, man, please don't skip it. Also, while I'm thinking about it, before we jump out of here today, I got to send a huge shout out to some special listeners that are also down in Texas. And I'm also their personal travel agent. I got to tell you this because I was told by a little birdie here in the studios of the Be Our Guest podcast and at the Magic for Less Travel that these, especially this gentleman, his name is Cyrus, and he has a sister named Hope. So Cyrus and Hope, listen up. I am your personal travel agent. Now, it is true that I do book travel for one or two other guests And I know I heard that you were disappointed because you thought I only booked travel for your family. And while that is not 100% true, you guys are always first in my heart. So just know that I take care of your travel and that's what we do. But I just want to let Cyrus and Hope down in Texas know that I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. And I love that you guys get to go to Walt Disney World and all the Disney destinations with your family. And I hope you're getting ready for an awesome summer down in Texas. All right, let's see here if we have one more question, and we do. So here we go. It says, it's from Kelly, somehow convinced my husband to take a short trip down to Disney with our 18-month-old for Father's Day weekend. That's going to be fun. We'll be staying three nights at Pop. My husband and I are going to Ohana on our first night, which will be a Friday, and my dad will be watching our son. We would like to visit Trader Sam's while we're at the Polynesian. Our reservation is at 7.50 p.m. at Ohana. Wait, when are they going? Okay, I just want to make sure they work going on July 3rd because I'm like, okay, we need to have, uh, <laughs> we need to get make a connection here so they can get in. Nope, didn't work. They're going to be there for Father's Day. She says, any suggestions on when to get in the virtual queue before dinner, run down during dinner, or wait until after dinner? Thanks so much for all you do. Okay, so let's think about this. I need this is where I need the chat room real quick because the last question of the night. So they have an ADR for seven fifty for Trader or for no for Ohana, but they want to go to Trader Sam's after dinner. When would you get in the virtual queue on a Friday night Father's Day weekend? So I'm going to say that's mid June. My it, again, I'm not, I don't go to many bars or lounges. I would personally say to jump into that virtual queue probably right before you go into Ohana, maybe around 7.15, maybe as you arrive at Ohana. Diane is also saying before, because it's going to be hopping, especially by that time of night. I mean, because by seven o'clock, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want to go to Trader Sam's. People are going to be jumping out of the Magic Kingdom, coming back to the resort. <laughs> they're going to want to have a tiki drink and 
uh, it's going to be June. They're going to want some air conditioning and, uh, you know, to, to, to enjoy the, the stuff that, you know, that Trader Sam's has to offer. Uh, Brandon says, let's say you better virtual queue when you get there. Yeah. So I would do this before you go into Ohana, maybe right as you get to the Polynesian, jump in that virtual queue and, uh, and take care of that. Let's see here. Betsy says, Captain Cooks, you need at the Poly Beach while you get a dough up, go early. No, I mean, they got Ohana. You got to go to Ohana. got to get the noodles and all the good food. <laughs> Here's the problem with Ohana, besides how expensive it is, but I love Ohana. I have no self-control at that place. When I go to Ohana, <laughs> I walk out of that place and I am in so much pain. I need more self-control. The, the food there is so good. I walk out of there and it is just a painful experience for me. Diane says, Ohana tends to serve pretty quickly as it's family style. So you can probably eat very, fairly quickly, but do that at your own risk, I say. And uh, there you go. All right. So here we go. That's going to do it for today's show. I know it was a little bit different and I apologize. I know it wasn't as fun as a trip report show, but it is the holiday weekend. I didn't want to have to drag anybody out for a trip report show. I want to let everybody enjoy the weekend, but I never want to miss a podcast for you guys. I take pride that we always have a show for you guys, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We've been doing this since 2008, and I really do care. I want to make sure that you guys always have something to listen to that is worthwhile, that you can enjoy. Hopefully, you can learn a little bit about it. We can all work together to have better Disney vacations. So hopefully, you enjoyed today's show. I know it wasn't the... The normal podcast will get back to trip reports as soon as possible, but hope you're having a great holiday weekend. So don't forget our shows brought to you by the magic for less travel. You know, the deal just swing by the magic for less.com. I'd love to help you plan your next Walt Disney world, Disneyland, Disney cruise line, or adventures by Disney trip. Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link. It's be slash Amazon. And a special thank you to the patrons of the be our guest podcast. You make all these shows possible. Thank you so much for your support. You allowed us to, Upgrade our video streaming services where we can get to more locations. We have better picture quality. We can do a lot more things because of your financial support. You allow us to keep the show on the air, basically. So thank you so much for that. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. So come on over. Patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Also, real quick, if you don't mind this week, Apple Podcasts, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a rating and a review, that would be awesome. Those things do tend to kind of expire after a little bit of time. And we've been on the air for over 15 years at this point. So if you wouldn't mind dropping a few kind words in the five-star review, that would be awesome. It really does help us with uh, discoverability on the store over there. And it would mean a lot to me. So if you could do that, I'd appreciate it. If you don't have time, I understand. But that would mean a whole lot to us. All right. Also, we'll have a live call-in show this Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. So join us for that. Scotty G will be on the air with me. We'll be taking your calls again, video and phone. So join us again Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, right here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Give me a follow on the social media at Be Our Guest Mike. And that's on Instagram and Twitter. I'll talk to you over there. And until we speak again, we'll have a listener question show on Wednesday. So for Ricky, Pam, and Scott, who are not here today, I'm Mike wishing you a great Monday. Stay safe. Stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.